minus 10, 9. You're listening to the Launchpad Podcast with j Brought to you by Galant Media. Here's your host, Ignition j Welcome once again to another edition of the Launchpad Podcast. My name is J-Man. You can find us online at thelaunchpadpodcast.com for everything Launchpad and subscribe at youtube.com slash J-Man is alive. Now, this is a chat that kind of fell into my lap through unfortunate means, but very fortunate to have this gentleman on the show. This is Kevin Street, and we go way back, actually, and we'll go into that a little bit. And he recently went in for a vaccination, like so many people do. And let me say this as a disclaimer. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. I'm not here to tell you what to do with your body. I'm just sharing a story of a friend who's looking to get that story out there because he's been having a very difficult time getting his life back on track going through the proper and necessary means and having the other side basically coming up short. So Kevin was injured by vaccination, correct, Kevin? That's correct. Okay. And we'll just say this right off the top. Which one did you, did you have? I received AstraZeneca. Okay. And Did you have any idea before you went to get this shot that something like this was even possible? You didn't see anything online. You you weren't worried at all. You just went for it. Yeah, I went for it. I did see lots of, you know, this and that's out there. But, uh, you know, there was enough examples I thought out there of, uh, you know, funding and stuff that was really promoting the needle and in, in, in its safeness. So I went for it. Right. Okay. Now, I can't lie. When I first saw your video, I was like, oh, well, I know this guy, number one. And then I hate to say it, Kevin, I thought you were fucking around. I, I didn't know that it was through vaccination because you're a joker. And <laughs> to dive into how I know Kevin... Uh, we used to work at a car dealership together <laughs> and they were always pulling practical jokes like having the the brake grease on on phones so when someone would pick up a phone they'd have grease all over their face and basically everyone else would try not to laugh and you did it to me a couple of times i think it was novocaine around like my drinking glass or my coffee we we share a laugh about it now but this is this is no this is no joke this is seriously flipped your life upside down tell me how this started it's just a regular day walk me through it yeah so uh, you know what let's go right back to the day of the vax because really and truly that's kind of my first indicator that something wasn't right so I went in it was just a normal Joe walking into Rexall to get my vaccination done because I was at work and I figured, Hey, you know what? I'm just going to go get it done. So I did, I went in, I got the vaccination. Actually, I spoke to the uh, pharmacist, um, asked him a couple questions as well. And, you know, the simple question is, is you, you feel kind of spooked a little bit. I said, Hey, uh, is it safe? You know? And like you said, I like to joke around and that's kind of what I was doing 
And, you know, he came back in the same way and said, uh, you know, it's better than getting COVID. So I thought, huh, all right, well, <laughs> let's get her done then. So I got this vaccination and, and uh, went throughout the day and, and figured, you know what, uh, it is what it is. It's done. Uh, as soon as I got the needle, I knew I got a needle and I knew that there was something put into my body, but I really didn't give it a second thought. That night I went home. Um, I started getting the shakes, got the trem, uh, the, I was just, I basically had a, a, a nasty fever and it was like a onset of a really bad flu. Lasted four days. I uh, finally just said, okay, enough is enough because I can't spend this much time in bed and uh, got myself out of bed and started uh, going back to work and just kind of trying to go back to, like you said, you know, life is normal. And, uh, you know, two, three hours a day was the best I had. And I've never been like that before. I've always, you know, I've, like you said, when I worked at the car lot, those were 11 hour days and, and these days are no different. So, um, you know, in a nutshell, uh, I went through about two weeks like that. And, uh, then this was kind of the next switch that, uh, got flicked. So I was at work in the afternoon and uh, I got a little bit dizzy at work and I thought, wow, that's kind of weird. And I mentioned it to my coworker and he said, you know, do you want to sit down or whatever? And, you know, me being me, I just, you know, let's just get through it and kept on going and um, didn't think anything about it. I went home and my wife and I were having a conversation on the, uh, on our back deck at our house and, uh, and I just collapsed. You've only had one shot. Yeah. So this is okay, because I usually hear that if there's usually a, a difficult time with the shot, it's usually the second. And yeah, is your first reaction. Okay, yeah. So you're on the back deck. Um. So, yeah, I'm on the back deck. And uh, and like you said, you know, I like to pull a lot of pranks. And, and when this happened, I was literally eye to eye with my wife. And when I passed out my my eyes rolled back in my head and and I literally landed in a chair mm -hmm. so I guess I was out for five ten seconds and when I did come to she was looking at me in the face and saying you know are you kidding around and and I'm like I really don't know what's going on right so I'm looking around and very disoriented and it took me probably 10-15 minutes just to figure out that you know this was something that happened with myself and not you know, from the past of, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, someone else being responsible for knocking me out or something, you know, mm -hmm. that's literally what it was. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I, uh, um, you know, then we called telehealth and spoke to them and they said, you know, get into the hospital right away. Okay. So, yeah. So now just to fast forward things a little bit. Yep is that now you've had this reaction, you're not thinking that this reaction has anything to do with the vaccination that you had. No. No, okay, you're just thinking <laughs> this is from like a previous bar fight, whatever it might be. Now you're being told to go into the hospital, it might be something more serious. And I have also seen through your videos that you've shared is that this seems to be progressively getting worse Walk us through the baby steps of what it was like from the second that you got to the hospital, the treatment that you got from the people at the hospital, 
and how far or did they even bother to dig into the possibility that it was due to the jab? Okay. So first hospital visit, we zipped in right away. Because telehealth already sent through my information to the emergency room, fortunately, I didn't have to uh, wait very long um, to get you know, assistance. So they took me in pretty much instantly, uh, checked my vitals and all that stuff. And ironically, things were, apart from high blood pressure, things came back pretty normal, um, which was kind of alarming because I'm like, wow, there's definitely something wrong going on here. And, uh, you know, we need to figure this out. Um, so that day, it, I was pretty much there throughout the whole night and went home the next morning discharged with uh depression um i was told that i was depressed and as you know and many others who know me i'm far from depressed i may have the odd issue going on but uh i'm pretty i find ways to make myself happy so um you know so um i at that point in time i thought okay there's something seriously wrong here things aren't showing up on the radar um, something's not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I still was not coherent properly. I couldn't think, um, my mind was completely fogged. Um, I felt like I was coming off one of the worst hangovers I ever had in my life. You know, it was just, it was absolutely horrible. Um, I was disoriented. My wife was having conversations with me and I just couldn't follow them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it really did get right into my mind. And, uh, you know, hence the, we think you're depressed because getting into my nervous system actually attacked those receptors in my brain that, you know, make me feel sad, make me feel happy. And, you know, I thought it was wearing off and, and, you know, these were just small side effects and stuff. But then when this kicked in, I thought, well, you know what, maybe this is a continuation of what's going on. The medical staff constantly told me that, you know, this has nothing to do with with the AstraZeneca. And I thought, oh, well, you know what? Maybe not. I'm not a doctor, but I'm assuming that you guys will be able to figure this out. And, you know, as as it got worse and worse, I thought there's just no way that, you know, someone's health can deteriorate this quickly without having some sort of uh, an accelerant. Mm -hmm. And. you know, and I started getting a little bit concerned uh, about, you know, what the next step was and, and what was going to happen to me uh, next as well. You know, is this going to go away? Is it going to continue? And then it took my voice and my speech out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I couldn't communicate properly with, with anybody. My, my wife was sad. You know, um, she was scared for me. I was, you know, I was scared for my family because, as you know, I have a large family. Um, that, you know, they, they rely on me and, uh, you know, and I've always kind of prouded or prided myself on taking care of my family. Um, so just all those things coming together all at once, just make you think about so many things. And, and unfortunately with the effects from this, it's taken that away from me to be able to think through these things. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't complete small tasks anymore. I can't, uh, I can't even think about them because I get overwhelmed with it. It's, it's right. just absolutely horrible. 
Right. But that's just the mental side of things. And now, you know, like I said, I lost my voice for almost a week. Right. Um, and now I have it back, which is why I've come to, you know, the awareness right. thing, what's going on. Um, now, so unfortunately, you, I got my voice back and it took out my mobility. Right. Now, you were saying that you thought maybe what happened is that there was a swelling in the brain. And how would that have happened? through getting this vaccination? So when I went, I ended up in Ottawa through another visit to the emergency room. Um, And really after the second, third time in Pembroke, I thought, you know what, it's time to move on and and go and get another opinion. So I went to Ottawa, went to the Ottawa Civic, ended up going in there and I was there for a day. And uh, prior to releasing me, that was when I received, I got another tremor which was, you know, best place to have one is right in the hospital. So at least these doctors can observe what's going on. So that day, I actually had two of them, uh, one in the admitting room and one in the actual uh, observation room, Um, at which point uh, I ended up seeing a neurologist, which uh, was great to see. And then uh, later on, followed up by uh, two more neurologists as well. Um, to observe me because really and truly you can tell that uh, you know people are observing and and learning as as this is going on and and it's almost like you know I I hate to use the word but I almost feel like a guinea pig where you know okay right on here we've got a case come check this out this is worth your while and boom now I had three so um, the three of them chatted about what they were seeing and what they thought and, uh, you know, they came back with um, diagnosing me with uh, functional neurological disorder, which, you know, is a very vague term for this guy's head is disconnected from the rest of his body, wow. um, which is basically what's happened. So my brain, um, in order for me to have this conversation with you, I'm trying to constantly think a sentence ahead because my mind doesn't seem to have the ability to get that. Right. It's with everything I do. When I walk, I have to concentrate on, you know, flexing my leg, opening it up, putting it down, getting ready to take the next step or I lose my balance and, you know, and I fall over. Right. Don't worry. I'm here to help, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's. God, it's so hard. My, like my heart goes out to you i know that i'm smiling a lot and so on so forth i just i want to keep this as positive as possible to help you that's why we're having this conversation right now it's not to poo-poo on anybody but just to highlight here that it seems to me throughout the story that you've told me so far if this was anything else let's say if this was pre-pandemic and you were to be having these symptoms a lot of stuff would be going down right now to make sure that you're well, like maybe you wouldn't even be at home. And the fact that we're just seeing you from, you know, the waist up and having a conversation with me right now may give the illusion that Kevin is someone that is well when he is anything but. And I'll make sure to put some videos up on my wall so people can take a look at this man who is suffering. And when something like this happens, you always say like, oh man, 
you know, that would be horrible to happen to anybody. And it's true. Uh, but Kevin, like, you're one of those guys. The second I saw it, I shared with a couple of my friends. And I'm like, this is one of the nicest guys. And he's always smiling. He's always smiling. So as unfortunate as this is to have happened to you, and I wish it didn't, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody else, but you're like, you're the right guy to share this message uh, because you're a person of integrity. You come from a place of love and, you know, you're always looking out for that next person. So I know that your voice is going to stand strong. So I'm glad that you're here. I just kind of wanted to throw that in there. Thank you. Yeah, no problem, brother. So let's talk about the fact that and a big part of our conversation being no one's helping you right now. You know, you, you show up you're saying I'm having problems. They're telling you that you're depressed and they're obviously not linking it to you going in to get vaccinated. Just maybe explain what's going on right now between you, the patient, and the doctors that you were hoping were going to be able to help you. Oh, dear. Um, gosh, I feel like this illness has actually disconnected me from my doctor, unfortunately. You know, I felt as though we had a great relationship and, and you know, that between the two of us, we'd be able to come up with a solution. When in fact, really, I feel almost as though I've been uh, um, avoided, to say the least. Um, I was, you know, I just, I was just in the office the other day to, you know, to try and get some help and, you know, and try to figure out what we can do to follow up on this. Because really all I've received so far is uh, some pills to, uh, to take daily to prepare myself for five weeks down the road, which is, you know, this is how long it takes this medication to work. And basically what it does is it helps me build up the receptors of compassion and things like that. So, so basically they're saying that, you know, eventually, Kevin, you're going to become depressed if you're not already, and we're going to help you with that. Mm. Um, they've given me a prescription to go see a, 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 not a psychiatrist, a sociologist or, or something like that. Um, you know, that's my help. The next step is, you know, in, in a month's time, we may look at doing a, um, a spinal tap, you know, and the only reason why anyone would do that is so that they can gain more information and knowledge about what's going on with my body. And I get it. But what's happening to it between now and then? This is why I'm pursuing, you know, trying to get a doctor to help me or somebody to help. So here's what's happened. I feel like I just keep getting turned down, turned down, turned down, or turned away with, you know, it's nothing really we can do. It's not showing up on our radars, which oddly with this, um, with pretty much everything that's happening to me, um, the equipment that's in our hospitals doesn't detect this stuff, which is pretty scary. It's almost like a silent something or other. Um, However, I'm, you know, I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. I'm just saying that, you know, oddly, you can go into the hospital with everything that I have and walk out later with them saying, you have a clear bill of health. You're not going to die this evening. So oddly. Um, now, 
everything I've been through, none of this has ever been reported to the health unit, which is concerning because this has been going on now, serious side effects now for four weeks for myself, which means that there's four weeks worth of vaccinations that have been done as well without anyone else's input into whether it's safe or not, or whether there's people being injured and what those true numbers are. I'm trying to be that voice to say that there's people out there that are injured in the process of reporting it is broken. And um, it took me almost two weeks to report this injury or at least get it to the point where somebody was willing to speak to me about it or had the time to speak to me about it. Um, now it's being uh, presented to Dr. Cushman, which means that, you know, this is being reviewed by another doctor. However, it's all initiated by myself. And my wife, of course. The problem is, is if we have a neurological disorder and something that's going on inside of our brains, you're leaving us with too much work to do. It's not something that, you know, this is a task that for me to make a phone call sometimes will take me an hour to do. It's it's crazy, but it's just a fact. Well, and I'm, I'm just curious because I know that there's a stigma out there, people that will speak on vaccine awareness. They get labeled as anti-vaxxers. You said it, conspiracy theorists. Even though, like, you went in to get vaccinated. <laughs> like, it's the most bizarre shit. Like, I'm just curious. Are you getting some of that flack or for the most part with your story now which has gone viral and has been shared tens of thousands of times i don't want to focus too much on the negative i know that you're probably being showered with a lot of positivity but are there people that are giving you grief just sharing your story telling it as it's happened oh man uh yes unfortunately there's been the odd person calling me a sheep um you know just just ridiculous stuff that, you know, obviously is just negative energy, um, you know, saying that you had, you had all the information in front of you. Uh, why would you, why would you even put this in your body in the first place? Right. And, and the fact of the matter is, is, I mean, they're out there, people are going to throw, you know, throw knives or whatever. And the truth is, is there's a lot of other information out there that says, go get this done. This is safe, you know, and there's a pile of money being generated into making people believe that this is safe and this program should be rolled out. The problem is, is they also know that there's people that are going to be injured through this and there's no program for them. Right. And that would be where I believe the unsafe element is, because we all knew that there were going to be injuries. But there is no safety net for those people if they fall. And that is very, very scary stuff. And I've been speaking on COVID now since the beginning, and I wasn't too loud in the start. And then I really started to develop my views. And the hashtag that I use on a lot of my posts, even sometimes when they might be charged, even though I'm usually just asking a question is together. And I don't allow people to call one another sheep, right? Um, and I don't like hearing conspiracy theorists or whatever that might be, because at the end of the day, we're all just doing the best we can with the tools that we have at the time. 
the damage that we're doing to one another, just the way that we speak and we carry on sometimes in our everyday conversations, I think that we have to focus a little bit more on love. So tell me about some of the love uh, that you've been getting from the community. So number one, you've told me that Lord knows how many people have reached out to say that they have also uh, been injured, as well as people that I'm sure that are just happy that you're out there sharing your story. Yeah, actually, I have, uh, I do definitely want to mention all, obviously, the others that are suffering too, because we have a huge group, uh, support group that we formed, um, you know, to support one another, because there's a lot of questions that we have. There's a lot of symptoms that we have, and we're checking to see if they're common between each other, just to kind of build up and, and try and figure this, this disease out ourselves as well. Um, you know, uh, I have one group with just 63 people, I believe that, that is, they're just people that, you know, we have all common symptoms and we're trying to sort out a, a method or, or, you know, something to help. Um, my family's been huge. The community has been really, really nice. Um, it's all part of living in a small community, but, uh, you know, it, it sure has a big feel because, I've got people reaching out from all over Canada and, and, you know, Australia, all over the world, actually, that have sent me messages of, of hope and love and, and, uh, you know, things that I truly believe in and, and, uh, believe that have assisted me with, with, with remaining here and, and still having some sort of peace of mind that, uh, you know, things are going to be okay. And that, uh, you know, I just got to stay positive and keep chipping away through it. And, and, uh, you know, focusing on their positive messages and energies that, that they're sending me, um, you know, everything is welcome. It's, this is a, this is a world that we, we need help from everyone and, and, and we need everyone to be united on this and, and figure this mess out and, and just, you know, I don't want to say do your part, but definitely make up your own decisions. Right. Right. So I'm just going to ask when you're having that lowest of lows, where's your head at? Oh boy. Um, well, for starters, my ears never stop ringing. So there is a tone that is playing in my head nonstop of, you know, the, one of the worst high pitched dog whistles you could ever think would go in there. Um, so, you know, you got to get out of that mind frame of, of what's, you know, what's really bothering you and just try to find something positive. You know, I, I find myself sometimes just closing my eyes and, and sitting underneath the most annoying wind chime just to hear something different, mm. you know, or, um, you know, just being around my family and, and, and knowing that, you know, they, they understand and they're not doubting what's going on. And the people around me in the community, if they see me outside, you know, it's not, oh, there's Kevin. He must be faking. He's out on his front lawn, you know, because they'll end up seeing my cane, you know, it's just, you know, and then toot their horn. It's, it's just as, as much bad has come out of this. There's so much good too that, uh, that really wakes me up and, and says that, you know, all the things that you said about me, you know, I'm getting back from giving to people and, and seeing it coming back to me. Um, it's, it's great that way. Right. So 
what does the future look like for Kevin? Like you're hopeful. I'm hoping that things are going to get better or there's going to be some type of treatment available. Where's your head at there? Well, the feedback that I've, I've received as far as, you know, how long this is going to go on for a, it's, it's unknown B I don't know if this is going to turn into something that's going to go away and come back and, you know, and, and just have flare ups or, or I just, we don't know. What I do know is, is that, you know, in some things like my voice, for instance, you know, I've got it back. So I'm hoping that it's going to travel to less important areas of my body and leave me with the ones that are, uh, you know, really necessary to have a functional life. But, uh, you know, at the same time, I'm, I'm really going to focus on rehabilitating myself. If there's no help out there, you know, I'll just keep moving and, and keep, uh, you know, and keep speaking and keeping my brain exercised because it's important. You know, I, I, I'm not allowed to be working, but I, uh, I pay close attention to what's going on in the business just to keep my mind fresh. Right. And, uh, you know, and, and keeping myself involved with people that uh, are interested, which, once again, hopefully will make my future brighter with with being more effective. You know, I I don't want any further. I don't want any more damage to happen. Right. Um, and and uh, I'm just going to prevent it swelling on the brain and stuff. It's uh, all part of that brain fog. And uh and it literally feels like your brain is bruised for the majority of the day. So, right. you know, I just got to get through that. And then I think I'll be able to push my healing a little bit quicker. Right. So, Kevin, when is your uh, second shot booked? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so oddly, as difficult as it is to get. Um, as difficult as it is to get your illness is due to a vaccination. It sure wasn't difficult for me to be advised by a doctor not to get the second shot. Really? Yeah. So um, that's definitely <laughs> a, a uh, you know, I'm not that dumb. It's definitely <laughs> written, written right on the wall. And, uh, you know, this, this vaccination might be for some people. And, and as you know, I don't think it's for everybody, but, uh, um, you know, if you guys choose to get it, I, I hope that, you know, I, I hope that everything goes well with it. And, you know, it's a crapshoot. I don't play with bullets, but, uh, I'll play with a little bit of Oragel every now and again, cause I know it'll wear off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. I, I really appreciate you having this conversation and Maybe we'll do it again. I already have some ideas in my head. So many people have questions, uh, Kevin, which makes your voice so important. So before I let you go, like, is there something that you want to speak on just for you? I don't even care what it is, just whatever it is that's on your heart uh, that you that you want to share. Obviously, I have a lot of fears. I have a lot of, you know, worries coming up. I don't really know. I haven't connected all the dots. Putting them together is pretty difficult. You know, there's there's concerns. I we have a huge family. I haven't been to work in five weeks. You know, when am I going to go back? Um, we haven't uh, we haven't set up anything as far as a GoFundMe or anything like that goes. That's been mentioned a few times. 
we're toying around with it really uh, like i said i like to try and do things on my own but uh it may turn into something that that is necessary down the road um we're just we're toying with that unfortunately um you know and of course community support i i i love hearing the feedback um i'm glad that people are happy that i'm stepping up um it's not an easy thing to do but people like yourself have made it possible so uh i'm going to uh i'm going to roll with the punches i think uh i think they picked the wrong person to uh to jab and uh and um you know and for the people that are suffering i i plan to uh I plan to work with you and uh, we'll figure out a solution and, and we'll get, we'll get this noticed. That's awesome. They jab you, you right hook back, buddy. Yeah, man. All right. So Kevin, thank you so much for sharing your story. Uh, I know that the people watching right now uh, appreciate it. If you have not subscribed already, please head over to youtube.com slash jman is alive. Also the launchpadpodcast.com. And Kevin, before I let you go, where can they find you? I know that you're sharing your stuff. Do they just look for you on Facebook or is there somewhere else that you want them to go? And maybe just one of the resources that you use that other people out there uh, that might've been injured would like to jump into. Absolutely. Um, uh, For starters, I mean, feel free to private message me on Facebook. Everyone is. Um, I'm trying to answer every single message that's coming in. I think it's important to uh, connect with everybody who takes the time to connect with me. Um, Ask me as many questions as you have on that. Uh, As far as, you know, pointing you in the right directions with resources that are out there behind the scenes, I'll get you that um, that avenue as well. Uh, we don't generally like to share it too much because uh, they tend to want to shut us down. So um, we'll keep that. Uh, we'll keep that through private messaging and stuff as well. However, my email, my private email is uh, Kevin34CA at gmail.com. So if you're, uh, you know, if you prefer to use email or something like that, you can always get me through there. And uh, obviously, uh, you know, you'll find me. I'll be out there. We have a few more. Uh, uh, we have a few more avenues to make some noise. So um, connect with me. It's no problem at all. I'm here. So uh, 24 hours a day. Right. Let's get Kevin some help because Kevin's out there trying to help others. You take care. You be well and love simply because you can.